Welcome to the Digital Week, where Professors Michael Roseman, Marika Wolkowicz, and Monica Bradley explore and make sense of the digital economy in under 15 minutes. Welcome to the Digital Week for 2016. I'm welcoming my friends, Michael Roseman. Hi, Monica. Lovely seeing you again. And Marek Kowakowicz. Good morning, Monica. Well, we're only just in the new year, but I have to say it's been a cracking start. You know, Marek, you've had a great piece published in The Conversation this week. Tell us a little bit about that. Oh, uh, look, Monica, I wrote a few paragraphs about uh, my predictions for 2016. And and really, to sum it up, uh, what is happening in digital economy is not that much different from what was happening uh, last year. It's just we're seeing that it's uh, even faster. It's just not slowing down. We see we see a lot in technology adoption, uh, more and more, faster and faster. We see a lot of uh, you know in the uh, growing communities, proactive governments. But you can read all of that in the conversation. Yeah, well, I'm going to start calling you uh, Markadamus. <laughs> <laughs> so, Michael, what's been keeping you busy this first week back at school? Well, <laughs> back at school. How's yeah. the school shoes fitting? That's right. But it's all under control. So, but but what I did is uh, I gave a seminar last week in Sydney. And I was asked to talk about disruptive thinking. And I started very simple on a whiteboard and drew four boxes and wrote down strengths, weakness, opportunities and threats, a very simple SWOT analysis. Oh, my God, like 1960. 1960, that's right. And, and the story was very much that we said, you all understand the S, the strengths. And since Michael Porter, we understand our resources and the notion of competitive advantage. And that's textbook MBA know-how. And then I moved over to the W and highlighted that we have improved since the 80s our understanding of weaknesses. Sometimes we call them waste or variation, but we understand how to conduct lean management and Six Sigma assessments. Uh, And when organizations were able to do this, they realized we cut out so much of our middle management and, and activities, we're exposed to risk. So risk management, compliance became a big topic, and we understand this. And then we finally arrived at this little, little small O, and there was nothing I could add in terms of disciplines, textbooks. And, and so the whole seminar was about the little O in the SWOT analysis. So the birth of the chief opportunity officer. That would be a job title we could create. So I would love to talk with you, Marek and Monica, about this little O. And in an age that, as Marek just highlighted, is full of opportunities, how do organizations approach the O? Because when we do SWOT analysis, we get a lot of bullet points and strengths and weaknesses and uh, threats. And typically you get very few, very random, very spontaneous thoughts in the O. So I see a massive opportunity, study opportunities. And that's what I've seen as well, uh, attending all sorts of management meetings. You know, the O is usually the topic of the next meeting. Let's talk about opportunities in the next meetings, because here we can focus right now on the strengths and weaknesses, and we can shape the way we work. So the focus is on what we could do right now, rather than on, on the opportunities that are brought in the future. So it's been always... Uh, very much ignored. And we know that with what is happening right now in the world, we need to focus much more on the opportunities. And this is where, Michael, we spend a lot of our time when we sit in the corporate boardrooms of Australia and Silicon Valley. And people say, how did you come up with Mm. that? You know, like, and often I have people stop me and say, can you tell me the thought process you used to come up with that suggestion for an opportunity? Mm. And I find it quite odd because to me, it's just out of my head. But maybe it's because we have some thinking processes that which we haven't documented and are unevidenced yet, but perhaps that's a body of work we now need to do. How do you create and systemize opportunity development? Exactly. This is the big research question here. Mm. How do I sense opportunities? How do I understand and evaluate this? And, And we 
often talk about this as conscious and unconscious competence. So I believe that in the area of strengths, weaknesses and threats, we have a lot of conscious competence. We know how to find strengths, assess uh, weaknesses and, and identify risks. But when it comes to the space of opportunities, there's a lot of unconscious competence. We rely on design techniques and creativity techniques and brainstorming and fingers crossed something emerges. But we're often not able to replicate this. And sometimes we're using space to do that, aren't we? We're thinking that maybe the opportunity is the serendipity of the space. And, and I'm sure that some of the space does inform the thinking and, and the tools inform the thinking. You know, another theory I have, which we're hoping to do some evidence on this year, is that it's the age of the generalist. Because it's that person that's worked in retail and worked in health and worked in mining that can move techniques and, and tools that they've used in, in very different industries in and out of each other that create very new um, thought patterns. And, and we can see it already now. Uh, let, imagine a situation where you work with a large utility company and you ask them a question of how they would run their business uh, if uh, or supposing that they were an IT organization. So applying business models from a completely different industry to your industry is one way of structuring the thinking about opportunities. We're still trying to understand what works best and how to approach it, but we see some great results with that already. So it's like the provocation. So if I Absolutely. was um, the Hilton Hotel, how would I run the government? Absolutely. You know, I'd have a concierge desk and a restrict corner. Mm. Okay, Michael. That's right. So uh, it's a bit like, as a process person, what's the process and opportunity management? Yeah. So it starts with either creating an opportunity. So you two just talked about how do I create opportunities in a more reliable way? Or how do I sense opportunities? Uh, so maybe opportunities already exist or someone tries an idea. It's just about me sensing it. And well, this is yeah, interesting because it also we talked a little bit in the MBA about is it a personality type? Are there people that have a propensity to see the glass half full versus the glass half empty? I see particularly um, in Queensland the downturn of uh, the mining industry has created a lot of unemployed engineers. To me, I'm thinking about what's the opportunity with that talent? How do we help that talent that has built all these mining and engineering services to reapply themselves to something like smart cities and the Internet of Things? Um, how does that labour market transform? Other people might say, oh, my God, will we have to send them away or maybe they have to go back to university and study something completely differently? I agree with this one, but of course for, for the boardroom, I, I don't want to rely on personality. Mm. So I don't rely on personality when it comes to my strategy design, around strengths or my weaknesses or my risk assessment. So as a, as a brutal boardroom member, I might argue, if it comes to an opportunity, I want to make sure we, we, we sense them, assess them and implement where, where, where needed as soon as possible. So and how are we going to go about that, Michael? Is so, there a body of work we have to do? Is there tools we have to create? So for me, what I, what I see is I think we, we, we will very soon see a number of, of big books written uh, around the idea of opportunity management. And it might not always be called opportunity management, but these will be books that try to to position new ideas and concepts in that space of the O. And some might be life cycle driven, and I might say these are the three or four areas that you have to address in a certain sequence when it comes to opportunities, like sensing or creating, assessing and implementing or scaling, uh, and that reminds us to the innovation uh, life cycle. Others might be more personality driven, the opportunity driven leader, and what is the difference between the opportunity driven leader versus the risk or, or, or strength driven leader. Mm. Uh, so we will see different different areas of uh, emerging uh, theories and concepts here. But for us, it's high, important to highlight that the O in SWOT at the moment is the poor cousin. And this, I think, needs to keep us very busy here as part of the PwC chair in digital economy, but also globally in all kind of 
scientific and professional environments. Mm -hmm. So last year we started to focus on this topic by talking about uh, revenue resilience and uh, what we called above the line innovation. Uh, now it's growing more to the opportunity driven leadership. Mm -hmm. How do you run your organization? How do you lead the people in your organization such that they are ready to find new opportunities and make a good use of that? So, you know, when I draw the SWOT diagram these days, it looks a bit like a washing machine, right? So the, the O is so big and on the, mod, uh, on the bottom and the S, W and T are on top because 2016 is all about O, all about the opportunities. Yes. Mm -hmm. But it's interesting, today we don't even know what is an opportunity. So if I go back to my SWOT, I know what its strength is. So I know yep. what my competitor is doing, what my customers are thinking, what do I do better? I know what a weakness is because it's waste in, let's say, one of the seven types of waste. Mm. I know what a risk is. It has a probability and impact. But, but what are the attributes of an opportunity? So we don't even have a common language around an opportunity. So before we even talk about opportunity management or life cycles or thinking patterns or leadership styles, mm. um, the first piece of homework is just to identify what is an opportunity, like others have identified, what is risk or what's a weakness? Mm. And some of the experiments we're doing, uh, certainly with the government here on proactive mm. government, proactive organisations, that to me is, is sounding like we're, st we're starting at the opportunity point as opposed to the problem worth solving. Absolutely. So I can see how, how scientists or innovators become, let's say, global opportunity creators. Mm. And you either give them away as a as an open source free item or as a commercial item. Um, but this will be like, like a marketplace for, for opportunities where people provide opportunities and others are, are desperate to find opportunities. Which means, the, yeah, which means environmental scanning becomes the crucial skill of an organization. I think we need both. We need scanning on the, on the demand side, but we also need a healthy supply chain. So if I come up with the idea of a proactive government, where do I put it? There's no eBay for opportunities. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if a marketplace for opportunities emerges where, where anyone, any, any student or any entrepreneur says, this is where I can position opportunity. And someone else could say, I'm desperate for innovation. Where, very cost-effectively, can I sense opportunities? So environmental sensing, I think, addresses the demand side, but the supply side of, of global opportunity markets, I think, is, is, is under-researched. So it's really the, the new IP, it's the new gold, opportunity management. Absolutely. So it's, it's like a, like a meta-opportunity. Yes? Mm. So I can see how people will say we do nothing else than facilitating opportunity management. So give us a couple. It is a new form of capital. Mm. You know, so I'm conscious now of what kind of jobs will people do in this opportunity management rift environment? I think we already heard it mentioned in this podcast, which is the chief opportunity officer, someone who will focus on, on driving the initiatives within the organization around the opportunities. At the same time, we need that on every level in the organization. I correct. So on the front lines, I can imagine now those concierge services that we're seeing increasingly in banks and, and in post offices and places of retail service like the Apple Store, you know, people cruising the ground looking for mm. opportunities to delight and surprise. Mm. Correct, that's why. So I can see how this becomes an area full of recommender services. But as I highlighted, I also see a job for, for a lot of entrepreneurs. Mm. I want to facilitate opportunity management. I, I can see consultants creating enter a new uh, roles where, where they create opportunity consultants. So, people so a little come bit in. like investment bankers. Correct. Ah. Correct. So it's a bit like, but in, instead of investing, let's say, just, just pure money, uh, different things could be invested. So I see it as a whole 
area of, of jobs emerging where people do nothing else and making sure that, that corporations have access to opportunities or that entrepreneurs have a way to, to quickly articulate the opportunities. And that's what's quickly emerged, I guess, for us last year at the PwC Chair in the Digital Economy has really been this idea of how do we make sense of this new economy? But certainly, you know, are we the investment bankers of the opportunity management space? You know, we often will take a government partner with a not-for-profit and add in a great big international corporate and say, actually, collectively, this is the answer. Let's take a bit of this recipe and put some students in the middle and we create a whole new organisation or a whole new service offering. I totally agree. And I think for us, it's important when we study the digital economy it's typically not about the digital artifact it's about the opportunity that the digital artifact creates so we have to make sure that that we uh, shift the focus of, of our thinking and say we shouldn't just stop at studying the digital artifact but we really have to be able to quickly understand the sort of opportunities that it facilitates so I've got no doubt that 2016 will be an exciting year uh, full of opportunities. Uh, right now, we don't always know how to do this, but uh, I've got no doubt this will keep us very busy. So, you know, have you got some opportunities? I'd love our listeners to send in their opportunities. Can we start the marketplace for opportunities within the PwC chair? You know, tweet us, Twitter us, hit our website, listen to the podcast, share it around. Let's get a, a meme going. Hashtag opportunity offices or opportunities worth solving. Oh, you were solving sounds a bit too long for a hashtag, but I'm now doubt that we can uh, come up with a great hashtag here. Yeah. Um, but I would love to see, uh, like radio shows, uh, collect some ideas, that we collect some opportunities. So yeah. looking forward to that. Mm. And the evidence, Michael. I'm really interested in the evidence this year, getting some patterns going. Marek, thank you very much for your time. And Thanks, Michael, Monica. we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to The Digital Week. For more information, visit our website at www.chairdigitaleconomy.com.au.